Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com, where we talk to high achievers about their goals. I am Cindy Kuzma, co-host of the podcast, and welcome to episode two of season three. In this segment of the season, we are talking all about our big goal at A Sweat Life of building community. My first guest has built a really interesting business combining two communities, one street art and the other running. Her name is Marnie Coons, and she's the founder of Run Street. I've been fortunate enough to interview Marnie before for Runner's World and to go on runs with her in Chicago and Boston. She leads art runs where she takes runners around cities to show them the kind of street art that they might not notice otherwise in their neighborhood. These runs are always a really fun and educational experience, and I learned a ton about Chicago that I didn't even know before. So we'll talk about the basics of her business, but really what she's doing is creating so many different levels of community. I mean, first, there's the group who's actually the community going on every single art run, people from all walks of life who get together for an easy jog to a part of the city they may have never even seen before. Then there's the connection she creates between artists and runners. She reaches out to the artists and gets the backstory on their work beforehand to share with the runners. And she interviews athletes and artists alike about their work for her blog because, oh yes, she's also a very talented writer too. Finally, Marnie expands the experience into a virtual community by having an incredible photographer, Marcus Jackson, along on every run. He sends high-quality snapshots that everyone can post and tag so the conversation can continue long after the miles are done. In this episode, you'll hear Marnie talk about how critical the running community has been in helping her overcome some challenging moments in her life, why she calls her runners the wolf pack, what you can learn about a community from its street art, and also how you can join her for an art run in the year ahead. She's hosting a ton of them in many different cities, so there should be one nearby. I know you'll really enjoy meeting Marnie, and I hope you'll feel inspired to make some new community and connection in your own life. So here is my interview with Marnie. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not. This is Cindy Kuzma, and I am here on the We Got Goals podcast with Marnie Coons, who is the founder of Run Street Art Runs. Marnie, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Cindy. I'm excited to be here. Well, Marnie, you and I have met a few times, and it's really great to talk with you again this morning. And I obviously know a little bit about what Run Street is because I've been lucky enough to join you for some of your art runs. But for those of our listeners who aren't as familiar, can you tell them what exactly Run Street is? Sure. Um, Run Street is a group that leads art runs. So I started this about four years ago, and basically... We take runners on a guided tour of street art in their neighborhood, and we teach them about the artists who create the art, and we kind of create this enjoyable experience where people get out, they get in a run, they meet people, and they learn more about art. Yeah, I can vouch for how fun it is. I mean, what are some of the things that you're hoping people take away from these experiences? Um, I want them to be more aware of the things that make their neighborhood great, which a big one is art for a lot of us who live in urban areas. um, It provides a lot of visual inspiration. Also, it has different messages in the art. And so I want them to learn some about the art and kind of take that appreciation into their regular runs. Um, A lot of times we get people who say, oh my gosh, I had no idea this art was in my neighborhood or They'll say, I've never been to this neighborhood. I didn't know it had so much. Um, 
So it's kind of a way for people to connect with their neighborhoods and also with the community. We work with a lot of local small businesses um, to host bag drop. And then we also work with artists sometimes who come in. So it's kind of a way to connect people while staying inspired on their run. And how did this idea first come to you? Um, It came to me because I was a running coach and I was leading a weekly running group. um, And I also was blogging. And so for my blog, I was doing a lot of Instagram posting about my running and people started asking me where all this art was that I was posting in my run post. And it kind of became like a game to see where I could find art and then find out more about it. Um, And then I thought, well, I'll just organize an event where we run and go to the art and I can show people. And that's easier than replying to all these comments on Instagram and stuff. (laughs) So (laughs) that's how it started. And we started in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and did our first run with the Brooklyn Running Company there. And, um, And since then, I was kind of surprised, really, at how many people came. And then since then, it's been a fun way to really bring people together and and fun for me to learn different areas as we've expanded and gone to other cities. Yeah, it's fantastic. If you take a look on the website, which we'll link to in the show notes, you have events planned all over the country and uh, for like the whole year. So it's pretty incredible um, how much you've grown it since then. Thank you. So that kind of leads us right into the first big question we ask on We Got Goals, I think, although, you know, sometimes we ask this question and it it could be a a goal with your business or a goal, a personal goal or however you want to answer it. But um, that question is, what is a big goal that you've accomplished? Why was it important to you? And how did you get there? Okay. Um, Yeah, I would say Run Street is a big goal I've accomplished with leading the art run. And um, I think A turning point was when we were able to start doing it in other cities. So Chicago's been a big one and Boston and um, Miami. And so I would say to get there, we had some sponsors who really helped us. Like Cliff Bar was a great sponsor that kind of helped us get into um, Boston. And then we worked with Saucony in Chicago and also local art gallery in Chicago and Working with all these different people, um, I think by kind of networking and collaborating with people and collaborating with businesses and also with artists, bringing in artists to the big events, that helped me to build the business and kind of all help each other in a way because I could help promote their business and things I believed in and companies and artists that I wanted to support. And then they also in turn helped me by promoting my events or by sponsoring us. Um, So I would say that was a way I got there and also just being consistent with working on things a lot. So there's a lot of things behind the scenes with a business that people might not realize. And sometimes on the outside, it looks like you just show up and things happen, but it's a lot of planning behind it. So organizing stuff and kind of being disciplined about my schedule and, um, and working on it every day. And that helps me to keep growing this. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I love that. And there's two different tracks to kind of go down there. Um, I was really interested in talking with you some about how you collaborate with other other brands and, and businesses and, and other partners. So how did you first start 
making these connections? I mean, did you kind of target specific partnerships or did people come to you or how did it kind of first get off the ground? Um, at first, people started coming to me. And so that helped a lot because I had no idea how <laughs> how mm-hmm. sponsorship even worked, really. But Cliff Bar had someone come to me and they kind of found me through a third party, through a marketing person. And then from there, some other companies came to me through Instagram. So I think working on my Instagram and making sure I showed great visuals of the events, we have an amazing photographer, Marcus Jackson, and he does a lot of our photos for our big events. And so his photos, I think, helped grow the Instagram and kind of attract people's attention online. And I also submitted our events to local calendars and things to kind of get the word out. And 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 I invited, you know, a lot of people that I knew and through networks, friends of friends and stuff. Um, so I guess it was a combination of things. And once you start making these connections and and getting these partnerships or getting ideas for partnerships, how do you kind of decide if a collaborator is a good fit for you and your community? I'm pretty picky about that. So I do check out, I check out their brand online and um, I look at their social media and stuff. And I, I like to try their products to make sure it's something that, that I would endorse or that I would eat or wear or, or that it's, it's good quality. Um, because sometimes I have had people offer to send stuff or they send me stuff that I don't really like or just doesn't work for me. And so I don't feel comfortable endorsing it. So that's kind of how I screen people. And also just by developing personal relationships with people at the companies. And then you kind of grow to trust each other and, you know, rely on each other, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes so much sense. Um and, you know, you have really done that in a cool way in New York, too. I mean, because you're based there and you have, um, you know, kind of connected with your community there. But then it's been great to see you, like you say, like branch out to other cities as well. Great. Yeah, we're excited. We're starting to work with hotels now, too. So that's a newer thing that we'll be working on. And we're doing some stuff with hotels in New York. Um, we did some with the W Hotel here and... Now we're working with even hotels on like a series of art runs for 2019. So excited about that. Oh, that's really cool. So how does that work? Like you just start and finish at the hotel or it's like for guests of the hotel or how do those partnerships kind of come together? Yeah, usually we start and finish at the hotel and um, and the guests will get, you know, since if the hotels are sponsored, the guests get complimentary entry for the art run and, and they promote it internally and then we also depending on the setup sometimes we also have spots for the public where it's like a publicly listed event um and it's really great for tourists because they get to see the city and get in a fun run and learn a lot more about the neighborhoods than they would if they just went out on their own yeah oh I can see that being a super fun activity to to plan with your family or your friends or whoever you're traveling with. Definitely different than your average tourist experience. yeah, yeah. so now that you have been doing these events in other cities too, and you're you know doing them in New York with a focus on this tourist audience, I mean, what do you think that you can tell about a community from its artwork? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think a lot of times you can tell 
what some of the issues are that are affecting the neighborhood or affecting politics. In New York, we've had like political art and all the way up to like local politicians being portrayed physically in the art. Um, and then also things like environmental issues in the art or murals about gentrification, which is a big issue here. Um, here in Brooklyn and in Harlem, where we've done some art runs there. Um, and then in, yeah, you really see that in different neighborhoods. I've seen that in Chicago, too, where certain areas, if it's like an area with a lot of immigrants and they have a lot of cultural murals or they might have murals about gentrification, too. Um, so I think you kind of get an idea of what issues are affecting the neighborhood. And you also get an idea of kind of just, I guess, different aesthetic tastes. Um, for them, there's just like fun, really street art, too. And so I know in Chicago, there's some really fun art with pizza and, <laughs> right, and hot dogs etc yeah, yeah exactly and that reflects a part of the city <laughs> so um and I've seen that in New York too I've seen pizza street art and these are the only cities where I've seen pizza painted on walls <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what does that say about us I'm not sure but uh, we oh, yeah. love pizza <laughs> for sure. yeah we love our pizza yeah well, and I'd imagine, too, you know, when you kind of talked about a lot of the hard work that goes into building something like this, like a lot of the hard work that you've put into building Run Street, part of it is that, right? Like kind of doing the research and understanding some of the issues because you do also a beautiful job of explaining what the artwork means and talking about the artists when you're guiding people. So what is your process like? How do you kind of choose where you're going to go for a run and how do you go about researching the artwork that you're, you're going to explain to people? I usually, I find a lot through social media that I research. Um, a lot of the artists will put their name on the murals, and so that makes it easier to find them, or through Google. Um, and sometimes it's like, takes a while. Like, some are more anonymous than others, where some will have a site with their bio and their headshot and everything, and then others are, like, maybe they're part of a bigger collective or something, and you don't have their individual identities. But I used to be... A journalist, so I think that helps with my research um, because I like to find a lot of the facts. And I'm used to from journalism, they ask you know the who, what, when, and where, and and I remember having an editor who would be like, okay, you need to get this information, or you forgot that. So, so I think it's made me pretty thorough when I um, research stuff. And I also sometimes will just message artists and talk to them or, or ask them more questions if I don't if I can't find what I'm looking for. But I get to know the neighborhoods, too, from doing this, so I get an idea of where a lot of the street art areas are, and a lot of times the art might change over time, but the area itself like, keeps a pretty good amount of art, so um, that helps, too, with my research and like keeping up to date if I already kind of have a background about the neighborhood. And having that sort of communication on your end, I mean, that probably really helps you kind of bridge these two communities, the running community and the art world, because um, they're so both so such rich communities, but sometimes they don't even speak to each other. Like you said, runners might pass art without noticing and, and runners and artists might not interact. Um, what else do you kind of think these two groups can learn from each other? And what else do you do to kind of help them speak the same language? Um, I think that they can, runners can learn a little bit from artists about kind of creativity or about appreciating the process or um, like I think sometimes runners can be 
super goal oriented where they might track stuff and everything like a series of numbers and stats and stuff and from art it can kind of help take a step back and just appreciate the experience of it um, and appreciate that just being in the moment type of thing and I think on the flip side maybe artists could learn some from runner's discipline or from being a little bit more predictable with like a schedule for running and things um we've had some artists who have run with us or or who have said oh this makes me want to um start running more or i need to get back in shape and and i want to be able to go on the art run or i want to do track with you guys and stuff um so i think overall we try to have a really welcoming atmosphere so that everyone can kind of mingle and meet each other and be supportive without being competitive. So I think kind of taking out some of the competitive side of running makes it easier for people to connect or there's like less pressure for people, especially people who are beginners or who are not used to the running world. They might be intimidated by doing like a 5K race, but to do an art run, it's not as demanding physically because we go at a more relaxed pace and we stop to take photos. So I think... Um, that makes it more welcoming for artists and then also runners to learn from the artists on the run. And then, you know, you mentioned your photographer and, and tagging people on Instagram. I mean, you do a really great job, too, of keeping that conversation going on social media afterward. Could you talk a little bit more about that, too, and kind of how you continue to encourage everyone to keep talking to each other? Sure. Yeah, we... Um, we usually have an event hashtag, and so that encourages people to enter our photo contest from the run, and then they can win prizes. Um, sometimes the prizes are actually artwork or things from local artists. So that kind of keeps people engaged online, and then I post a lot of photos from the events too, um, and tagging the artists, and then the artists will sometimes comment um, on the tag or if they're at the event, we'll send the artist photos from the event too, so they have them for their um, social media feeds if they want to use them. So they they usually like to post because um, a lot of times they don't get they don't always get professional photos of themselves doing the art or of the artwork. So it's kind of becoming almost like a way of cataloging or like documenting the art in different neighborhoods over time um and I think social media is a great way for everyone to be able to yeah kind of keep it alive and still talk about it or sometimes people tag me in art that they see or when they're traveling and I get it's really cool I love to see what people find it's kind of like this fun uh scavenger hunt game for all of us yeah it's like they they picked up on your idea that it was like a fun challenge to find the artwork and they're carrying that forward Right. Yeah. Well, another hashtag I see you use a lot is uh, join the wolf pack. <laughs> and we, you and I have talked a little bit before about the wolf pack and how you came to call your runners that, but could you share that with our listeners, what that name means to you and, and how that relates to community too? Sure. Um, I picked the wolf early on as the Run Street logo because I've always loved wolves and I've been fascinated with them since I was a kid. And I used to research a lot about wolves and to me, they represent loyalty and, and a group dynamic helping each other out. So the Wolf, the Run Street Wolf Pack is like the kind of like the group of Run Street. And 
it's open to everyone who's been to an art run, but also people who are online who want to um, participate and be a part of the movement. And they can post and use the hashtag RunStreet and, you know, and I'll find them and, and cheer them on and stuff. And sometimes I repost their stuff. So basically, the wolf pack is to support and encourage each other. And the idea comes from wolves in the wild. When they're lone wolves, they don't they usually don't survive, but as a pack, they're able to hunt more and to succeed more and survive. So it's kind of a way to boost each other up, I guess you'd say. Now, we have a saying that we say here around a sweat life all the time. Everything is better with friends. And I think that that is really a testament to that. And what your point is, too, that not only is it more fun or more joyful, it's kind of essential to survival for us to connect to each other in that way. Right. Yeah. It's amazing the benefits you have from interaction with people. Yeah, I mean, I know you personally, and I too have found just that solidarity and strength in the running community. I mean, what has running meant to you through the years, and and how do you see that community supporting each other even outside of of Run Street? Um, I think it's meant a lot to me. It's, I think it's helped. Running's helped me cope with a lot of challenges in life or transitional periods. It's been something that's very consistent, and also just it's like a healthy way to be to deal with things where. If you don't feel great um, about something, you go for a run. Like I feel like 99% of the time you feel at least a little better after your run. Um, so I think what running means to me is just overall health and also connection with other runners. Um, like you mentioned, a lot of things from runners, they carry over into other areas of life where you meet friends who runners tend to be very reliable and they can make great friends that you can always count on. So you see them supporting each other in other areas of their life, or you sometimes you meet friends that you end up having a lot in common with, and you go, my one friend, like, we'll go to art museums together or stuff, and, and she's a runner too. We met through running, and um, I think it's just a great way to connect with people in a kind of like an open, healthy way, because when you're running, you're actively doing something and you can always runners always have stuff to talk about because we love to talk about anything related to running so um from shoes to you know your race goals um it's pretty easy to strike up a conversation based on running so I think that's nice too and it um it makes people I think it opens people up because on a run you kind of let down your guard and they're more open to talking and things yeah, I knew I have friends that I've done long runs with where I'm like, okay, there's stuff that I've said at like mile 18 that like I would never say to anyone any other time, like <laughs> secrets that I share. I've always thought that there's maybe something about the fact that you're like not always looking at each other either, that you're kind of like looking forward, but sharing. Um, it's like this bubble that forms around you, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. So I think that that's incredible. And I, I love, too, that you have turned um, the community that you've built there at Run Street to, as you say, you've worked with local businesses and also with nonprofits and other ways of kind of giving back to the community. So can you talk a little bit about that, too, and what kinds of organizations you've partnered with um, that are doing other types of work in the community and, and why that's been important for you as you've grown the business? Sure. Um, yeah, it's been great to be able to partner with different nonprofits and help bring publicity and funding to causes that I believe in um, and that a lot of the running community supports as well. Like 
we've done a lot to benefit back on my feet, um, especially the New York City chapter. So we've done runs to benefit them where um, we've had members on the runs. And Back on My Feet is an organization that helps people experiencing homelessness and they're living in transitional housing. And through the power of running, they have very disciplined running programs and they help people train for races all the way up to like the New York Marathon. And they have amazing volunteers who go out and run with the members at like 5 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, all year round, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So um, to be able to help that organization, I think has been great because it's a situation that, you know, it's a lot of people don't realize how easily someone can end up with no place to go or no place to live. And so to help people turn their lives around means a lot. And we've had art that's been auctioned to benefit back on my feet. Um, we've done events specifically dedicated to them. So, and we've also done stuff for other organizations. Um, we did a pride art run to benefit the Victory Institute, which helps get LGBT people elected to different offices or gives them support in their campaigns for political offices. Um, and sometimes we do stuff like that where we have like Kind of the run is a similar, it goes with a nonprofit kind of naturally. Like we're going to be doing a dog art run, um, which will be really fun in April. And a portion of the ticket sales will go to um, NYC Second Chance Rescue, which is a stray rescue group here. So um, I think it's been a great opportunity to connect people. And a lot of times runners they might not know about these organizations or, you know, we all get busy and people are racing and stuff, but they don't always get the chance to do something for, for charity or for um, volunteering. And this is a great way to be able to help out and, and learn about each other. So a lot of the, um, sometimes the nonprofits learn from us and they're like the stray rescue. They're going to come to the dog art run and they'll have a dog on the run with some volunteers. So, it will be great. They're really excited about that too. So kind of just, it's another way of bringing the community together. I know. I saw that dog art run. That's so great. And I love that that does have that aspect of giving back too. That's, that's so cool. And I can't wait to see the pictures from that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. That will be fun. <laughs> So you've already talked about some of the big things that are in the works for Run Street in the year ahead and maybe beyond, but that kind of leads us into our second big question here on We Got Goals, which is what is a big goal you have for the future and how do you plan to get there? Um, that is a good question. I would say a big goal is to expand so that I can have people leading art runs in more cities and um, make it a little less dependent on me personally doing all the art runs. Um, so we have some city ambassadors and we're starting to get city leaders in different cities who can lead art runs. Um, and so I think this will expand the whole movement and allow more people in more cities to connect because I always get so much FOMO because people will tell me, oh, there's all this art in Nashville or I just talked to someone from Arizona the other day who was like, you've got to check out this big new mural project here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could be everywhere, but, but I can't. And so having people as part of the Wolfpack who are leaders in these different cities, then we're a we'll be able to bring 
art runs to more people. So it won't be just New York and Chicago or, you know, it will be a lot of different cities. So to do that, I'm kind of, I'm working on the back end, organizing paperwork and kind of coming up with what exactly the art run leaders need, the qualifications and what they need to do for the runs and, and how we can plan it logistically in different cities and where we can meet and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it'll be a big task, but it's it's a really exciting one. So that's one of our big goals. And um, and then another big goal, I would say, would be working with more hotels as well, um, because it seems like it's been such a great hit with tourists and to be able to show more tourists. Like, I think at any given time, there's like a million or two million tourists in New York or something. So mm-hmm. it's a huge amount. And be able to show them our neighborhood kind of from a more local perspective would be great because I think a lot of people yeah they just kind of come and do like say Times Square Central Park but they never get an inside view of actually the neighborhoods where people live and where they create art and stuff Oh, those both sound like amazing goals. And yeah, to your first one about kind of the expansion, I'd imagine that is one of those things where kind of like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot more logistical hard work that goes into it than than it may seem like on at first. Um, so yeah, as you talk about kind of those challenges, I mean, how are you working with those? And what do you think that a local person is going to need to, to kind of help you out? I'm working with maps a lot and researching a lot. And then Basically, I'll be, like, kind of training them with the maps. And um, mostly it will just be, I guess, their time and enthusiasm and their ability to help spread the word in their city. So to help actually go over the route and, and make suggestions. And so it helps if someone has an interest in art or is willing to learn some more about it. And then they already are kind of connected in their running community. I think that helps. But it's really, it's fun to see how excited people are in places that I hadn't even thought of before doing runs. Like, we have some people in Seattle who really want to do art runs there, and they're really enthusiastic, and it it looks like we'll be able to make that happen. So I think we all end up learning a lot in the process. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like for you, what an incredible way to, to learn more about these new communities, too. Right, yeah. Amazing. Well. Marnie, it's so great to chat with you about all of this. And you have these super cool events coming up. Like I saw that you have like a run where you're going to be plogging too and, and the dog run and then the shakeout runs before big marathons. What are the ways that people can find you and connect with you and keep tabs on what Run Street's doing and, and maybe join you for a run? Yeah, um, they can go to runstreet.com and runstreet.com slash events is where we list all our events. And we also post all the events on our Run Street Facebook page. And there's a Run Street Twitter and Run Street Instagram is probably one of the biggest ways people follow us because we have our events link on the Instagram and then we post a lot of the visuals from the runs and then the stories we have like behind the scenes and more shots of art and me finding art and stuff on my runs. So I think... Instagram's a great way to stay in touch and also through the website. 
Amazing. Yes, I definitely encourage people to check it out. Even if they can't physically join you, as you as you have talked about, there's such a community um, that you've created online too. And just a lot of beauty there too. So thank you for sharing that with all of us, Marnie. And thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. We really appreciate it. Sure. It was my pleasure. Thanks for the interview. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you get a chance to leave us a rating or review while you're there, we would really appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music, to our guest this week, Marnie Coons, to Tech Nexus for the recording studio, Ryan Deffitt for editing, and of course, an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.